Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Progressive Overload Podcast. Have you ever thought about strengthening multiple areas of your life at the same time? Then you've come to the right place. Our goal is to help you identify ways that you might need a progressive overload to break through those plateaus and keep you growing. Welcome to Progressive Overload Podcast. We are excited to have you here today in our Studio 3.0. 3.0. Welcome to our new studio. Hey, everybody, we had some some life changes uh, kind of stuff Uh, we'll get into at a later time, but we are uh, moved into our new studio at location of Ronin Style Striking and Grappling, T-Money, Tyson Burwell's uh what mma gym mma gym yeah yes. so we are actually in a gym at this point we are in a gym closet which is kind of cool yeah we are literally in, our, in my storage closet for i know our new it's studio. awesome um yeah so thank you for opening up your place so we can have uh, another uh place to record and just offer this uh this wonderful podcast to our listeners yeah it was all part of my plan to be able to steal our equipment yeah yeah so now you can have it for your for your own recording desires there you go. There yeah there you go uh, yeah, so with that being said, we are inside a gym right now, mm-hmm. and, or well, inside a gym closet, like I said. So if you hear some crashing weights or if you hear people grunting and stuff like that, just consider that a, a part of the 3D experience of the Progressive yeah. Overload podcast. Um, I think it's fitting that we're in a gym now. I know. I like it. I think it works. So Yeah. Another new thing you may see, we have Mrs. Veronica Lumholtz back on the podcast. She Happy was, to be back. Yes, welcome back. I'm sure we'll have you on plenty of times. Um, excited to have you here and uh, to join us for Pillar 4 of the four-part series of the four pillars of the Chim and the Church. The Chim and the Church. I'm stuck with me this time. Yeah. The Gym and the Church, four pillars. <laughs> um, Tyson, can you recap the first three pillars? Oh, dude, no, you're going to put me on a spot like that? <laughs> what did we talk about? It's been so long. Pillar well, one was behaviors. Behaviors, that's right. Yes. That is right. It's an important one. It was a good one. That was a good one. What was number two? <sighs> oh, come on now. Literally, bro. And I listened. To, that's the worst part is I actually <laughs> listened, listened to, to them yeah. since then. Should have warned him. Uh, yeah, all right, yeah. pillar two was programming. Mm-hmm. And he's cheated because he's reread. I believe it. Because yeah. the, cause last it's... time there was this awkward pause where he's like, what did we do? <laughs> But I'm forgetting three. What was three? Oh, three was just uh, we talked about nutrition and macros Beautiful. and stuff like that. Yes. And pillar four of of constant things in our in the gym and the church that need constant attention. Uh, pillar four today we are going to be talking about rest, recovery, and adaptation. So rest and recovery is going to be the the main thing on on the on the uh, agenda today. Um, it's something that needs constant attention. Doesn't always get it though. No, and I'm. I think. I think all of us aren't all the, that good at making no. sure that we get yeah, our we recovery. We were just talking about that. How yeah. we always advocate it for other people and have a hard time doing it ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. But we're gonna get better after this, right, guys? Yeah, yeah that's the we're idea. We're gonna commit. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about that in depth. But first, as always, we are doing our random question from the coffee can. From I got the coffee can. So let's see. Oh, that was loud. All right. Questions all over the place. Okay, this is cool. Who is the most famous person you have ever met? So I had the I had the privilege of actually getting to train with Hoist Gracie. Oh, that's pretty cool. Maybe doesn't mean anything to people who not in the fighting world. I mean, I know the name, but he was he was (laughs) he was the very first UFC champion, and so going all the way back to 1993, um, he was Hoist Gracie, which is Hickson Gracie's little brother. 
and Hickson was already kind of known as the guy. He was okay. And they didn't want they didn't want the guy to just come in and just beat up everybody. Right. But they wanted to prove their martial art. Uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu was yeah. still the best martial art. I see. So they threw a little mm-hmm. hoist in there, and uh, so a little 170 pound hoist Gracie completely choked out and demolished multiple 250 pound steroided up dude. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, it was really cool getting to train with him and and kind of rub elbows with him. And it was, it's kind of like learning how to bat from Babe Ruth. You know what <laughs> I mean? That's crazy. Like, yeah. it's just like, he's our, he's living still. He's a living icon, but yeah, it was really cool. Unlike Babe trainer. Ruth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. Rest though. in peace. Poor Do you have one? The most famous person I've ever met? Yeah. I don't really, I can't really think of anything. In eighth grade, we went to Herman's Hermits concert. Herm, say that Herman's Hermits? Herman's Hermits. I don't know. It's like is. a 60s band. Is it really? Okay. You're showing <laughs> old, your age over there. Old. We were like the youngest people there because yeah. obviously, yeah, it was like all old people. So mm. we got special attention from the band. Oh, that was okay. probably yeah. that was, the only oh, kind man. of semi. All right. We need to get <laughs> you out more. Celebrity, I know. I'm pretty sheltered. <laughs> what about you, Joe? Uh, so I don't know if this is really the answer, but the first one that came to my mind is a couple of years ago, we went to Top Golf, and that's something fun that we do all the time. I love Top Golf, and um, right next to the bay, right uh, the bay right next of us was Texas Rangers shortstop Elvis Andrews, mm. and it was so funny because everybody kept going up to him, and he was just kind of shooing them away, yeah, like, like yeah. Uh, I'm trying to here have fun. Right. Um, but then my wife, who was beautiful. And <laughs> and uh, she went up to him, and he accepted her with arms wide open. Oh. And I was like, "Oh, okay, so you got to be a pretty little girl to yep. to uh, to get she his attention." And so she, uh, I got to shake his hand, and that was really yeah. cool. So they yeah. got married and have, lived happily. Yeah, ever yeah, ever. they're and, paying my bills. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so back on track. Four this is why pillars we need of the gym in the church. Here we go. Um, so when I when I I like to talk about recovery and adaptation, I like to use a analogy of uh, sun tanning and then sun burning. And so, uh, say, uh, like me, I'm a, I'm a really white guy, uh, as you can see from these beautiful thighs. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, if I wanted to say, okay, my goal this year is to get tan. I want to get a tan. Mm-hmm. Um, so here, here's the wrong way to go about that. I'm going to go to California, get on the beach and I'm going to sit out there for two hours yeah. with, with, and with no sunscreen or too much, too fast, too much, too Probably fast. Some yeah. Baby oil. yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm just going to go all in and I'm just going to, and, and then what happens is I'm obviously going to be miserably sunburned. And from that, I'm, I'm going to be spending so much time recovering from that poor decision of sure. going all in, all out. Um, and then, um, it's going to take days and days and days until I can hit the sun again, mm-hmm. because I'm going to be so miserable. I'm going to be peeling. It's going to, it's, it's just a bad idea. Uh, versus, um, I don't know if you ever used like a tanning bed, Veronica, most people, mm-hmm. they'll start with like a seven minute tan, yeah. you know, and then they'll do that consistently. And so I like to use this when we talk about, that's um, why they call that building a tan. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. You build a tan. Yeah, exactly. And so I love the way that, that, um, transfers to health and fitness is because almost anytime somebody goes from doing, getting no sun to getting all the sun, it never works. And it, and it causes them to miss time because they're so Absolutely. freaking sore 
it causes them to be discouraged. Oh, I can't do this. I can't be this sore all well, the that's time. That's actually and like stuff the like whole that. problem with like New Year's resolutions too, right. mm-hmm. which I think is a good mention right now because statistically, Valentine's Day and around this time of year is when everyone drops off. Yeah. It's true. I'm so so tired of like, this. part of it is your goals are you're too much too soon, and you're exhausted, and you just it's not sustainable. Right. Right. Exactly. And um, so. You're right. And so you hit the you hit the gym so hard, so hard, so hard, and you're out of it. And so at this point, it's time to recover. So let's yeah. talk about recovery a little bit. How how do you guys how can your body tell you that I need to spend effort and time in recovery? So basically just being super super sore for a long for a long period of time is pretty good indication you need to take some lighter lifts and you need to kind of start focusing more on your recovery right for sure and, and starting you know overcoming some strategies to to start recovering yeah i think like the more i learned about lifting too um i i realized that soreness isn't an indicator of a good workout sure um so once you realize that you realize you don't have to be sore to feel like you've had a good workout and then you can go back the next day without Mm -hmm. having to take a whole bunch of time off so soreness for me isn't a big indicator because i i rarely get super sore at this point like it's i'm gonna be having to do something really new to feel that way but my we were talking about sleep and my sleep will be really off. I'll just be mm-hmm. like overly exhausted, irritable. Really? Yeah. Like yeah, my sleep will definitely be off. Yeah, I like that because you can't you can't get or you don't have to get sunburned in order to get a tan. You don't have to get sore to build muscle right. to to uh, build strength. It's, it's not a necessity. Right. And for myself, you know, I, soreness exactly like you were saying. You know, sometimes I won't be sore at all. But you can just feel that almost lethargic, like you can tell your central nervous system's mm-hmm. been hit. Um, yeah, I was feeling that not too long ago after hitting those heavy squats and mm-hmm. those heavy deadlifts. Yeah, it's like back to back. It was like, oh man, right. I, I could just tell. Not that my body was really hurting, but my energies were just so low. Yeah, it's like to me, it's like that feeling of uh, you know sometimes you get you get your allergies start to act up and you just feel run down, like you just yeah. feel exhausted. Exactly. That's the way I like to to talk about that is because uh, you can't really explain it. You're like okay, I might have slept okay, but I am just run down. Yeah, I have my. You're, it's your central nervous system is shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so it it's time to recover. For fighters, it's easy to do, especially in fight camp when they're hitting two a days and stuff. Yeah, it's super easy for them to get just completely shot. Oh, and bet. then if you if they don't take a rest day, a recovery day, man, you you start to risk other stuff. You start to risk getting sick and right. some others, you know, and right. You break. You start breaking yourself down. You can only break yourself down so much before building yourself back up. Exactly. Exactly. So there's nothing left. Right. You have. I mean, there's a, there's a, a lot of people out there say like, okay, I think I got a cold coming. I need to go run it off. Yeah. No. I don't think that's a good idea. No. 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 Um, because exercise is a stress on your body. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. It is a breakdown of your body. And so if if you're constantly breaking it down, um, it's going to hurt your immune system mm-hmm. for a short period of time you know hopefully it'll build it up you know as you get better at it but and i'm bad at that That's, i know once I, once i'm kind of sick and stuff but i i love lifting and i love being in the gym so it's hard to stay away because i feel like my mental health is almost more important than my physical health we sometimes were actually right. just talking about that mm-hmm. before you, you know. like came back earlier that like I was saying it can be really difficult to take time off when your workout is one, a habit. So it's mm-hmm. already a huge component of your day. It's more right. of a habit to do it than to not do it. And when you're working out for other reasons than just strength and aesthetics, 
like mental health, sure. you don't really know what else to do to get that same kind of like stress cycle response and ending that. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, so um, mental health, that that's a huge thing because how do, how do you feel it presenting itself whenever, is it like anxiety the mo- mostly? Like whenever you feel, sure start feeling run down? For me, it's like, yeah, it's a lot of anxiety. And if I can go do like a really difficult workout and that's all I have, that's all I can think about. That's all I can focus on. Yeah. So it forces your brain to like switch pathways and to like, right. like move away from whatever was giving you that anxiety. Yeah. Right. So when you're not doing that, what you would normally typically do in response to whatever stressor you're feeling, then it, I feel a little lost for what I'm supposed mm-hmm. to be doing. Right. Right. Yeah. At, at this point in my life, it's kind of similar to that too, where it's almost like I've built up so much momentum and taken any time off at all. I beat myself up when right. I miss it. Right. Yeah. We've definitely for talked sure. about that too. Like yeah. the irrational, like oh, thought that you're going to lose all your gains yeah, the minute you don't stupid. step into the gym. But at the same time you do lose that. I, for me anyway, it's kind of like, I, I have this snowball that's that's been building uh-huh. and building and building, and now it's just stopped. Right. And if you're not if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And at least right. in the in your head, that's what you're saying. Anyway. Right. Well, yeah. Have y'all have most of y'all have seen on my Instagram? I had I was forced to take a couple of days of rest last week when mm-hmm. I uh, injured my neck a little bit. Uh, man, that was rough. And coming back out of that, like yesterday, I got my first full lift in since then. Yeah. And I felt so freaking weak, even though I was doing the same weights. It just felt so much harder. And the weirdest thing for me was I know I don't physically look any different than I did this time last week. Mm-hmm. You know, but I mean, I might have, but do. in my mind, I yeah. felt flabby. I started seeing like, oh, your arms don't look as good. And thing, I know it, it's crazy it's how, how I much. Felt after the ice, like being shut in with all the ice and right. stuff like that, when I came back, I'm like, I've lost everything. <laughs> all my muscle definition's gone. Yeah. So when, you're, when your clients come up to you and they tell you this thing and you're immediately you know, reassuring them, like, that's not, that's not the case. Right. And it's so easy to tell them, but when it's yourself, it's a it's whole true. different thing, you know? That's true. Yeah. They, I mean, they just like any profession, trainers are the worst oh, trainers to themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's also like an all or nothing mentality because either, like you said, either you're working for something or you're not. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like when you're in that mentality, if, if I'm not actively working to pursue this, then I'm not doing it. Which right. funny enough, if you take a week off, sometimes your next week is the best lifts you'll ever have in yeah. your life. Exactly. And it's, it's just For like, sure. oh, I guess I needed to rest and recover uh-huh. so that yeah. I could build up some muscle. I think I actually I'd... got a few PRs after that's that. That's what I'm saying. Yep. yep. And you can tell your clients that, but you can't tell yourself that for some reason. You have <laughs> to so hear true. it from somewhere else. It's so true. Yep. Um, so rest is important. Yes. Um, obviously. Whenever so, you do what? Uh, you know, break that down. So what does that really mean? I mean, rest, of course, is just not lifting, not doing the activity that's breaking yourself down. But I guess what is the actual rest and recovery part? I think that right. looks different for everybody too, though. Like yeah, it does. some people are doing like what you call active recovery, so they're mm-hmm. still going to go to the gym and maybe walk on the treadmill for twenty minutes. Right. Sure. Where right. other people think they laying in bed and napping is what yeah. they need to do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like I think it can depend. Mm-hmm. I think everybody needs a little bit of both, probably. I know for myself. I'm up here five days a week, pretty yeah. much, or, or six days a week, really, right. between whether this gym or the other gym in Bowie. Mm-hmm. So even days that I'm like, I'm not really going to be doing much, I end up still rolling. Yeah. I still end up, you know, spotting when, when yeah. and then I want to, I want to, you know, you like, I can't get away from it. So my rest and recovery a lot of times. Do you ever get like still, jealous on your rest days? Other yes. people are working out. Oh, you know, <laughs> I do. This well, sounds do. silly. <laughs> this sounds silly, but we were we were over at a, a friend's house one time, and they they were playing guitar, mm-hmm. and seeing somebody do their their passion, 
made yeah. me want to train so bad. Oh, no. It was just like, because he's that. having so much fun doing his thing. It's yeah. like, what's my thing? Fighting. I want to go fight right I now. I need to do that. Yeah, it's so stupid. I but, love that, though. That's awesome. But you love something so much, and when something reminds you of it, uh -huh. you know. I'll be know. watching like weightlifting reels on Instagram and I'm like, why is my day off? I just <laughs> yeah, go to the gym. Exactly. I see you up. I mean, you're here on like Saturdays, Sundays, mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. When yeah. do you take days off? Or do you take days off? I'm not great. <laughs> I'm not great about days off. Even when I try, I'm like, I may not go in the morning and then I'm like by the afternoon, I'm like, well, maybe I'll just do a little maybe something. Just <laughs> well, that's kind of where I was saying too, whenever you're, when you're when I'm I'm constantly around it, yeah. it's hard to take the time off. However, yeah. as we've talked about before in my programs, I like to make sure I put a deload, you know, yeah. in the cycle. Yeah. And even on my deloads, my deload deload weeks where I'm I'm work I'm only lifting three times a week. Right. I try to take more time off in between those lifts. Right. You know, for, right. for rest and recovery. Yeah, that's good. Deload's a huge, huge way to to go through um a recovery, you know, week where like you, Veronica, that would work great because yeah. you don't want to miss out on I'm gym also time. Really bad about that. <laughs> I don't want to miss out on gym time, but I can still go and kind of get that stimulus. I, I think but, it's a mindset. It's like it's a, like I said earlier. Like when you're stuck in that all or nothing mindset, yeah. it's hard to go do something if you're not going to give 110 percent of what yeah. you do. Yeah, I understand that. What I would tell my clients though, or my fighters, is you can, but you can only push and push and push until you hit one of these breaking points. Yeah, where that's it's, true. Where your your lifts will start to suffer because you know you're broken your muscle down so much. Um, you know, I don't want to hurt quality. myself. And that's, yeah. that's where I'm getting at. Eventually, you'll break it down to the point where yep. you, you injure yourself. Yep. And then you're like, man, I wish I would have took a day off. <laughs> that's true. It'll happen. And, uh, you know, as, as far as recovery's role in muscle building, let's kind of transition there mm -hmm. because um, there's this concept called uh, the breakdown recovery trap. And mm -hmm. I've explained this a lot in, uh, in the podcast before, but I'll go into it a little more depth here. And so... <clears throat> First of all, I want to preface this with this. Muscle damage is not 100% necessary for muscle growth. Mm. The most important cons or, uh, factor of muscle growth, uh, in my opinion, is frequency of stimulation. So the more frequently you can hit that muscle, the more frequently you can give it a stimulus of, hey, I need muscle in this area for this specific motion. The more frequently you can do that, the better chances you have for growing that individual muscle. Um so frequent frequency is, is huge, huge, huge. Um, but also what happens physiologically when, when we build muscle is we break down the individual muscle fibers. Mm -hmm. And so what happens, uh, kind of the process that goes is, is we hit a muscle, we overload it, it causes little micro tears in that fiber. And then we, it, the body has the process. I'm not going to go too deep into that, um, of putting resources there to build those muscle fibers bigger and so it's going to build the cross-sectional area of that muscle fiber and that's going to create a stronger or b a bigger muscle fiber right it's just your body adapting right. to the load yeah exactly <clears throat> and um and so what happens is somebody goes in the gyms they make they get that they make that happen and the body what happens is they get down in the breakdown and then recovery loop so they're constantly breaking it down and then it's they're by the time their body's fully recovered from that they're breaking it down again mm -hmm. but they're skipping that that third step of building so it has to break down recover and then build and so now if you give yourself that rest 
you're going to give your body the time to break down, recover, and build instead of just break down, recover, break down, recover, yeah. break down, recover. So I that's think the that huge goes hand in hand with like soreness not being an indicator of a good workout yeah. because you can break down a muscle well without feeling just sore and completely depleted the next day. Of course. There was something I had listened to that this guy was saying like I didn't like some people just do these really intense workouts where they can't move the next day and mm-hmm. then you're going to have to take that day off and then you have to take that day off. Exactly. He's then like, well, well wouldn't frequency. it be yeah, so time and attention, right? So wouldn't it right. be better to do a little bit less and work out every day? Right. Because overall throughout the week, you're going to have more than if you exactly. were to do a whole bunch one day and then take time off for like three consecutive days. Exactly. Right. Yeah, that's that's the whole point. Yeah. I would also say for for most lifters, I got to say a lot of them don't really work out hard enough anyway. So frequency is a, is a big factor in getting more That's so true. more time in the gym. And I've I've fell into that trap where mm-hmm. if I'm not in a good program and I'm just like I'm just going to show up and do kind of my thing and right. just kind of wing my workout. It's uh I mean I did something, but I'd be lying to myself if I said I I went after. Right, it, you right. You know what I mean? And I think there's a lot of lifters out at that especially after they've been doing it for a little bit and it's just a habit at this point yeah. to be right. in there and not actually push themselves very hard. So for those type of people it's definitely better to be in there every day, I would think. Right. Yeah, I mean, regardless of, for the most part, and this is kind of, might be an overgeneralization, regardless of your rep range, I still think your last couple reps should be a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. If 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 you are getting through four sets of 12 or five sets of five or five sets of two or four sets of eight, whatever it is, if those last couple reps are easy for you, you're not pushing it hard mm-hmm. enough. And I'm... Yeah, I mean, you you can. Uh, there's there's uh, exceptions to that rule. Yeah, there yeah, are. For, you know, when it comes to injuries and and sure, sure. Yeah. Anyways, I think it also is like, what are your goals? As you guys know, I work with mostly with like older people, so a lot of their goals is just trying to gain any sort of flexibility. They're not trying to like put on a bunch of muscle mass. Mm-hmm. They're trying to have functional movement. Sure. So it's like. While I and like people who are looking to put on some muscle mass are going to be fighting for our last rep, mm-hmm. for some people just getting in and getting it moving in any sort of way and kind creating, of yeah, or just creating any sort of more mobility than they used mm-hmm. to have and flexibility, that's right. the goal. So right. for, I think that's debatable depending on who you're training and who it's for. I agree. Mm-hmm. And in, in which case, you know, then rest and recovery for those type of people aren't aren't as near as important either. Agreed. You know. Well, I think them just getting in on a regular basis is probably Correct. Right. Yeah. what you're working for. For sure. So what? So what's your kind of favorite uh, recovery methods then? Me? Um, when I'm doing what I should be doing. <laughs> um, what do you recommend to your clients? I should ask. I really, <laughs> I really like foam rolling. Uh-huh. Yeah. So most of my clients, I, um, I'll do like a upper body day, lower body day, and then I'll actually split that up with a yoga Pilates day. So I make sure that they have some sort of active recovery in their week so that it's not just lifting, lifting. Mm -hmm. Um, and cause I want them to get in a habit, whether they're working with me or not to like having like time to stretch and really just recover. And I, I think a lot of people want to foam roll and I feel like it's really helpful, but they don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's a skill. yeah. So I usually will show them a few times how to do some things and then I give them homework mm-hmm. unquote, yeah. and then have them go do that at home. Um, and then, yeah, I really like recovery and honestly like meditation and breath work, I feel like is really important. Um, which for me like helps my sleep and it helps just everything. And I think there's like um, just being able to put yourself in a state of like 
it's called parasympathetic state mm-hmm. is like in really stressful situations is just a really good tool to have I in agree. general. I'm actually reading a, a book by Hicks and Gracie. It's called Breathe. And, yeah. he, and he talks about the utilization of breath and how important it is. I think how, it's really important. Yeah. And how underutilized it is um, for okay. athletes um, for just a, for recovery, sleep. Um, and then, you know, just getting enough oxygen throughout your blood to, to fuel right. for the, uh, for the, you know, workouts that you have ahead of you. I'm going to need you to give me some pointers on that. Cause that's something, oops, that's something I've been wanting to put more work into mm-hmm. is breathing. Yeah. Yeah. I've been a, a chronic mouth breather my whole life. Yeah, well, it's because you have typhoid. <laughs> I know that does not help. Now, uh, and like, even when my nose is totally clear, like it's not right now, but if I, you're welcome. Uh, those of you listeners, you just got to hear that. Um, like if, if I get freaked out when I just try to breathe my nose. Mm. Um, so trying to, uh, get better at that. And, and I don't, I feel like I'm short of breath a lot of times, mm-hmm. even when I should like sitting here. I think most people, especially when they feel any sort of nerves or anxiousness, we have a tendency to hold our breath without right. even realizing it. That's true. Um, a lot of clients that I just in, a lot of us do that when we're doing something really difficult too, like a right. really difficult task That's or when we're focusing on something. Yeah. So just being more aware of it is, I would say, step one. Like, yeah. I'm always like, breathe, don't hold your breath, don't hold your breath, uh-huh. breathe. Yeah. I have seen more amateur fights end because one of the fighters was not breathing for the entire three oh, minutes really? of the round. And oh, they man. come back and they sit down on their stool and their lips are blue. Oh. You know, And you're just like, you didn't take a single breath that whole time. But <laughs> oh, gosh. The, the amount of anxiety that a oh, fight yeah. can kind of yeah. you know induce and then even when you are breathing the, the little little mm-hmm. short choppy breath mm-hmm. and so that's one of the skills that I have to teach my fighters right off the bat like you got to breathe with everything you're doing offensively and defensively one of the best things you can do to help yourself breathe under that stress is ice baths mm. So that yeah, we were that's talking one. about that's becoming more popular lately it's, too. It's, yeah, seeing it's, it everywhere. It's it up. is uh, it has hit mainstream media, even sure. though it's one of the oldest practices. Yeah, it's been in around forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm it jumping. Definitely on. goes hand in hand, though. I want to jump on the bandwagon. I want an ice bath. Oh, Let's do it. So yeah. I'll uh, at my gym in Wichita. My my routine after every workout is I'll finish my workout, sit in the sauna. Mm. 15 minutes or so and then i go straight into an ice cold shower so they don't we don't have a cold plunge yeah so i mean it's not you know 40 degree water um but i mean still i have to sit there and i really have to focus on controlling my breath no correct me if i'm wrong it's helpful because it um you're working through our fight or flight mechanism mm-hmm. yeah right? From yeah i understand yeah. yeah yep um yeah and, and it's really good for learning how to like i just said being in a stressful situation, whatever that looks like mm-hmm. in your life, learning how to stop, control your breath, realize that no matter what yeah. circumstance I'm in, I am in control of my breath. Yeah. 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 When I do lead clients through breath work and things like that, um, I do say, cause sometimes I can't get a perfectly quiet space, mm-hmm. Right. but honestly, I feel like that's more helpful than unhelpful because if you can figure out how to put yourself in this parasympathetic state simply by breathing into it. Yeah. Yeah. You can use that anywhere. So sure. it's best to do it and learn how to do it in a chaotic yeah. atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, combining it with sauna though mm-hmm. is, is kind of a multiplier from what I understand yeah. is, is it creates those heat shock proteins first. Right. right. And then, so your body, it's, it's try, as it's trying to cool itself down is, is still in like a kind of cardio Mm-hmm. state because mm-hmm. the heart is beating so yeah fast. my heart rate will get up super mm-hmm. high mm-hmm. yeah and then to immediately jump right into like say an ice bath or something mm-hmm. that's a that's quite a shock to the body i yeah. would think yeah uh, i think what do they call yeah. it uh heat uh ice 
or a heat ice contrast or something like that. I forget what the word is, Contra- but yeah, there's a lot of really good studies contrast about baths. Yeah, yeah on how it can improve your immune system, your anxiety, your stress, breathing, all that fun stuff. So mm-hmm. add ice baths and sauna if you have access to them uh, in your routine. How how long do you normally sit in the sauna and at what temperature? Uh, 15, 20 minutes. I don't know what temperature is. Oh, out yeah. There. Yeah. Some there's those a gauge, but I don't pay attention to some it. Some of those industrial ones get pretty warm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so the one I have, they have it. We have a dry sauna, but the steam sauna is like it's so hot in there, like you can hardly breathe. Yeah, you can't yeah. take a breath. It's I love it, man. Breath work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? yeah, exactly. Um, some more recovery techniques to use. Uh, obviously, extra sleep. So force yourself if you're feeling right down. Force yourself to go to bed as soon as you can. Yeah, get off those cell phones. Put it away. <laughs> yeah. and, and and that's kind of been my routine. Me and my wife have really been into a morning routine lately. Uh, I've been getting up at at five to get up here and get a lift in. Right. And uh, she's got her own routine. And so we, I get home from the gym, typically around 8.30, shower, eat a meal, mm-hmm. and then I read. Oh, nice. It's kind of like yeah. I good. get away from the phone. I get away from everything. Yeah. We're in a dim room, just enough light for me to read. And if I read two, three, you know, up to five pages, like I'm already kind of like, oh, yeah, here right. it is. But right. it's, it's getting away from that technology that yeah. makes it happen, though. Yeah, I think that's huge. I also think that there's something to be said about any sort of like um, tradition or ritual that you can set mm-hmm. up for yourself, whether mm-hmm. that is like having a cup of tea at the end of the day or like yeah. having a certain morning routine. I think that's really important for like, again, mental health and just like some feelings of stability. Right. right. And routine. You just said it like our body craves routine, especially yeah. when it comes to our, our, uh, um, Oh, what's the cycle when it comes to sleep? Uh, your it's your sleep cycle with uh, no. REM sleep. Uh, no, what's the word I'm thinking of? Dead gummit, that's going to bother me. <laughs> I don't know. It's a fancy word. I'm sorry. You at home are listening and you're like, they're Joe, screaming. it's this. They're screaming this. at it right now, yeah. Oh, this is going to drive me crazy. Okay. Um. Anyways. Move past. Let it go, Joe. I miss <laughs> Adam. Adam would have known. Yeah, Brett, yeah I know. I know. <laughs> um. It's going to come to me like in the middle of the night and I'm going to scream it anyways. Um, I think y'all have any other recovery methods? Well, it kind of goes along with foam rolling, but if you can, if you can get a, uh, a deep tissue massage is another good form oh, of, yeah. of recovery. Um, I like to get them not, not directly before my fights because I'm always a little beat up after my, cause I like a deep tissue massage. Right, I want right. to feel a little oh, sore. Really? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. hate those. Uh, well, you're not doing it right. I want, I want to just be like rubbed gently. No. <laughs> That's why I'm better than you. <laughs> no, I was kidding, but no, yeah, exactly. But they can find some weaknesses and yeah. like some knots and stuff like that, and they can work them out. That. But yeah, it hurts, but it hurts so good. Yes, <laughs> so agreed. Good. It hurts agreed. so good. <laughs> oh man, have you you have anything else? Any other uh, recovery techniques you like to use? I mean, really, besides like yoga, foam rolling, and like breath work and like meditation, like as far as sleep and getting better sleep, I I need to get back in the habit of. Um, there's like different, um, sounds that you can listen to that Mm -hmm. help you fall asleep and things like that. And I really felt like that was really helpful to paired with like a nighttime, like routine and meditation. I just haven't, that's what my, that's what my wife's into. She, she plays this music and I'm sitting there reading to it and I start just dozing off. Oh, I know. So there's this circadian rhythm. There's, there you go. (laughs) There you go. All right, you're welcome. Sorry, it just came to me. <laughs> yeah, but I was about to, to Google go. it before I Google it. It just popped in my head. 
Okay. That has to go along with like the music and like right, right. blue light filters. If anyone has mm-hmm. blue light filters, like and there are people who have to work late at night, and I do suggest like those blue light glasses. Those glasses, they work right. well. So I do think they're definitely helpful. I do love a channel on YouTube called Sleep Tube, and it has mm. like all these different things. And I swear, oh, it's like, gotcha. you listen to it for ten minutes, and it'll be out. Yeah. One of the most embarrassing things that I do is I listen to ASMR videos. Oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that though. You do? Oh, okay, I'm glad. I know it's weird, and I'm weird. not proud of it. <laughs> but uh oh my gosh i love it when i send this on a lot of times i'll just put on an asmr now uh, what, what are we talking about like what kind of noises are so there no to? it's not noise so there's this guy uh it's called asm artica okay. uh and he talks about history of the world just in a in a uh soothing way that's not too bad no and like he'll put like a he'll put like a cough drop in his mouth and you can kind of he's really close and he's like this and he kind of uh and but and he talks so that he's got this accent and he put and you can hear the cough drop in his mouth or you can hear the mouth noises i'm out i know it's it's a little weird dude it is i know i know but oh if it works it it works yeah teach their own yeah it's 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 weird i'm not proud of it but i like it it's relaxing and it soothes me so let's transition again so what what is the fourth pillar that you would say is the church? We don't have Adam here, and so yeah. Joe, you're you're so I'm the you're the guy. I you. am the third string wise guy. That's it, you're biblical the wise string. guy. <laughs> um, so when I when I was thinking about this in the church, is rest is is a huge thing in the church. I mean, obviously we can talk about the Sabbath, which is is a part of the rhythm of 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 our bodies that God has implanted in us is we need day that of day of rest. Yeah. It's, it's talked about all over the Bible and, you know, and, and we, I don't believe the Bible says it has to be on a certain day. You know, it just, it be, it has to be scheduled and routine rest. Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing, but I, I I was, I came to this story, uh, in first Kings chapter 19. Um, and I wanted to talk about that is it's, um, about the prophet Elijah, um, and a little bit of backstory, um, he's, a, he was a prophet in Israel and he was, uh, there under the reign of, uh, Ahab, King Ahab and which Ahab was known to be, I think he was the seventh King of Israel and he was like the worst one. He was known as like the worst King of Israel <clears throat> at that point. Anyways, I, hate and that guy. I know we don't like him. And his wife was Jezebel. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of, of Jezebel. She does not Only have a good queen of the Bible to be eaten by dogs. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. She, she does not have a, a good <laughs> reputation. She was a worshiper of the false, uh, God Baal. Um, and she was murderous and, and yeah, anyways, bad, bad person. <laughs> And so prophet Elijah went to them. Uh, this was before chapter 19 and basically said, you're going to have three years of drought. And then they were like, yeah, whatever, whatever. He went away. And then sure enough, they had three years of drought and he came back. He said, and then he came back again to, to the King and said, are my God, not your God, because you're worshiping Baal. My God is going to break this. And, uh, and he prayed for it and they had a year of rain. And so basically, uh, not a year of rain, but it started raining again. The drought broke. <clears throat> and so, yay. Awesome. Uh, you're finally going to stop worshiping Baal. You're going to now worship my God that answered this prayer for you. Yay. yay, yay. But no, basically long story short, Jezebel said, I'm going to have you killed basically. Uh, even though I, he prayed for the drought to stop, but he was, you know, anyways, he, he spent all this time thinking, okay, they're finally going to accept my God because I've, I helped them break this 
this drought. And so anyways, <clears throat> here we go. Here we are in chapter 19. After the round, after the rain finally stopped or uh, started, golly, Elijah was fe- so fearful that he had he had he had to escape because he he was afraid of his life, yeah. and so he escaped into the wilderness. Um, and he said, "Oh, day's journey into the wilderness." And let me see if I can find this. Um, he came to Beersheba, which is on the wilderness, belongs to Judah. He left his servant there and went a journey into the wilderness, came and sat down under a broom tree, and he asked that he might die. Is it enough, O Lord, take my life away now, for I am no better than my father's. And he lay down and slept under that broom tree. Slept under that broom tree. Yeah, he was at the end of his rope. So, yeah, he, he said, I've done everything I could do. I've, I thought I, I was uh, doing what you told me to do, Lord. I am tired. I am over it. I am burnt out. And yeah. so that's kind of the, he was burnt out of the ministry that he was doing because he put all of this work into prophesying for the Lord and still he was not accepted. Mm. And uh, I know that took forever to kind of get to that point. No, it's fine. Um, but what happened was he was, I mean, a lot of uh, commentaries that I read were saying that this was almost like a suicide attempt. Like he's cause in the wilderness, like he asked for death. He asked for death, and he's been asked. He he asked for for there to be a three year drought. He got it. He asked for the drought to to stop. He got it. So I mean, if he asked for another thing, he's got a good chance of it happening. Mm-hmm. And so I think he went there expecting to die. Um, but the Lord woke him up, and he said, "Let me find it. Arise and eat." An angel. Um, he said he was touched by an angel, and he said, "Arise and eat." And he looked, and there was a head of cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. And then he ate and drank and lay down again. And then the next day, same thing happened. And so the Lord fed him. The Lord gave him water. And he was encouraged in some more things. And he was basically able to refill his cup and go join the ministry again. Um, and so the, way I, I, the, way, the reason I love that is because in ministry, it is exhausting. You are, it's almost like sales. You're constantly being shut down. Um, and, and it's something that, like, Tyson, imagine you trying to convince somebody like myself, maybe, to do martial arts. Yeah, yeah this sounds <laughs> you know, familiar. Yeah, I know. You know how, how good it is for you. You know how much it's changed your life. And I'm just like, no, I don't believe in that. I don't think it's going to help me. And it's just constant, like, constant rejection by sure. so many people. Uh, at, that, at some point, you're going to be burnt out. And you're like, all I do is ever try to help people. And nobody ever takes me up on it, you know? Right, right. And so um, you can kind of get to that point in your faith journey of just being constantly beat down. Um, the world is getting more and more anti-Christian, um, as we go. And it's, uh, so basically my encouragement is out, out there is for you to find a way to refill your cup, rest, eat, drink, and get back out there. And that's yeah. kind of what Elijah did. And I'm sorry that was long winded and probably terribly put, this is, not, <sighs> this is why we miss, miss Adam. But, <laughs> um, that was the story that came to my head. Um, the Lord knew that he needed rest and he needed to eat, and he needed to drink water. Right. And he was able to kind of uh, just refill his cup. So the consensus is we need rest, not to give up. Yeah, yeah, just rest, don't give up. I love that. There we go. Yeah. Nicely, you should have done that. Nicely <laughs> summarized. Yeah. Um, have y'all ever been? Have y'all ever been burnt out of going to the gym though? Oh yeah. 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 I feel like the only time I get real burnout of going to the gym is if I don't have any sort of clear goal in mind. Yeah. yeah. Like That's if true. I have a clear goal and I'm working towards something, if I'm just going to go, yeah, I'm yeah, burn out. I get yeah. that. I'm gonna get bored. I got to the point out. where I was always 
I was going for someone else. Like I always had a, a partner that I was trying to push or, but it wasn't, it wasn't for me. And then yeah. I, I kind of had to rediscover, like, yeah. I got to find something that's about me. And mm -hmm. so kind of getting away from everybody and doing my own list by myself has been super healthy oh, for yeah. me. I'm not, I'm not good with working out with other people. Yeah. It's definitely a me thing. I get born, burnt out more trying to follow strict diet and strict nutrition. I'll mm. get burnt out that way. Um, yeah. I don't, I, I'm, I haven't got burnt out in the gym too much anyways. Yeah. I think it's coming down to deciphering what we need versus what we want. Right. Right. So it's right. like diet, exercise, like we need some rest and recovery, but what we want is to stay in our habits. Yeah. And it's the same with nutrition. Like we may need to eat a certain way. We may need mm -hmm. more protein, uh -huh. but we want a cheeseburger. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, every now and again, cheat yeah. meals are healthy too. Yeah. Oh yeah. For I sure. did see something recently too. It's like this, all this healthy food is not healthy without this, which yeah. is like a little bit of unhealthy yeah. food. Like sure, sure. Gotta have a balance. So cheeseburger equals rest. Yeah, here we go. In a way, in a way. <laughs> gotta have it all. Gotta have it all. All right. Well, Veronica, thank you for joining us thank today. You for we will me. definitely have you back on, especially now fun. that you are staffed at Swan Family Wellness yeah. Center. Welcome aboard. Officially. Yes, finally. I so think. we'll see. Got you there. <laughs> yes, I know. We've been fighting for you. Uh -huh. I appreciate. I yeah. know you guys have. Yeah. Been checking up a help. lot. I'm like, I must be really annoying. No, <laughs> no. no, we've been fighting no, it's for been you. Good. good. I'm glad. All right. Well, um, thank you guys for joining us. Um, sorry this came a little bit late today, but uh, we uh, hope you enjoy it and share it. And we'll see you next time. Um, I don't know what's on the on the future talking agenda, but we'll get it figured out. Uh, yeah, yeah. We we kind of got a bunch of live stuff going on, some changes, new studio. We got a lot to kind of yeah figure out, but yeah. uh, we're definitely not going to be messing with our schedule too much. No. Now that we got this place kind of set up, it should be back yeah, to regular we'll be back first thing Tuesday. Schedule. Right. You know, going again. So That's right. That's right. Be ready for that. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Much love. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Overload Podcast. We're honored to be a small part of your day. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or are interested in sponsoring our efforts, please feel free to reach out via email. Find us at progressiveoverloadpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and follow our podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops. And as always, you can help us reach the masses by sharing our podcast with your friends and family. And then check us out on Facebook and Instagram to follow our own personal journeys and get an inside look on our day-to-day -day lives. Thanks again, and we'll see you soon.